0: Hello again, and welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Today we're going to hear from Perry Stone. He had a couple of good broadcasts recently, and I've divided it into two parts. In the first part, we're going to hear him speak on the next sign, what he considers the next sign, which includes volcanoes and asteroids and things such as that that are coming on the Earth. In part two of our podcast today, he's got a a great talk and is going to speak on uh, one, well, actually more than one vision that he's come in contact with that I think you'll find quite interesting. So here now is part one of Perry Stone speaking of the next sign.
1: Thank you, everyone, for joining me on a very special update. I've called this the next sign, volcanic eruptions, and I put under there on my paper, Blood, Fire, and Pillars of Smoke, and we'll share with you immediately where we get this scripture from. I'm going to read Acts chapter 2, verses 17 through 20 right now, and I want you to follow with me. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Now, Most of the time that verse is quoted and the period is put right there. But if we keep reading, we come into a very interesting part of this that relates to the information that I want to share with you for the next few moments. It reads this. I will show wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before, this is very important, before that great and notable day of the Lord comes. Now, for a moment, I just want to break down for you uh, something very interesting here, and that is that it talks about, in the text, wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. In the wonders of, in the heavens above, we can go to Luke's gospel where the Lord tells us that there would be great and fearful signs which would come from heaven. I believe the fearful signs are the asteroids, the meteorites and all these other different, very dangerous, cosmic particles that could land on Earth and do great damage. I do believe the great signs are some of the things that we're seeing with the photography from the Hubble telescope that NASA is producing. One of them looks like a hand. One of them looks like an eye. One of them looks like a crown of thorns. This, the gases that are formed in the heaven that have these unusual features. These are beautiful and great signs in the heavens. But the one key uh, of this verse is signs in the earth beneath. Now, what would be a sign that would be underneath the earth? Without a doubt, if you keep reading the text, it says blood, fire, and pillars of smoke. Now, we know that the fire and the pillars of smoke are, and even in rabbinical terms, volcanic eruptions. Now, when it comes to blood, how would blood be a sign coming up from the earth? And, of course, some say that could be a metaphor for the color of the lava, which is blood red. But it also is used in the Bible to indicate death. Uh, when when blood is used, it can indicate the shedding of blood, or it can indicate death sometimes. So it could allude to the deaths that could be caused by these volcanic eruptions. And so my point is that when you read this in detail, volcanic eruptions are a sign of the coming of the Lord. And it says that they will happen before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes in the King James or the great notable notable day of the Lord comes if you read it in Joel chapter 2. And that great day of the Lord is... A phrase which is used for the Great Tribulation, alluded to in Matthew and also alluded to in the book of Revelation, which in Daniel 9 27 is a seven-year time frame, a time of trouble, such as there was not since there was a nation, nor ever shall be, according to Daniel 12. A time called Great Tribulation in Revelation 7, Matthew 24. And so these this, this is where we're headed. Now I don't believe we're there yet. I believe we're in the birth pains of Matthew 24 verse 8. But I do believe that in the future we will see, and I do believe in the coming of the Lord. I still believe in the rapture of the church. I have a lot of teaching on that. But there will be a time of tribulation that has not yet happened and the revealing of a man called the Antichrist that has not yet taken place. Now, if we look at this blood and fire and pillars of smoke, I want to share something with you very interesting. On the 9th of Av in 70 AD, the Roman 10th Legion came into Jerusalem and burnt down the temple completely. And, uh, of course, the gold melted, as you know from the historians, and when the gold cooled off, the Romans toppled the stones of the temple to peel the gold off. On the 9th of Av, nine years later, in a city called Pompeii, which was Italy's second largest city, Mount Vesuvius began to shake, and a volcanic eruption took place, and between the lava and mostly the ash, the city of Pompeii was completely covered and destroyed. And it was destroyed on the anniversary of when the Romans destroyed the temple. I put that in my book, The Final Cipher, called the Pompeii Cipher. Someone was leaving Pompeii and came back to get their goods and wrote, wrote on a plaster wall, Sodom and Gomorrah. In other words, they knew that this fiery destruction was similar to the destruction that took place in Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, speaking of Sodom and Gomorrah, It was destroyed by fire and brimstone because Abraham saw it. And when I say Abraham saw it, he's far away in Beersheba. He's up on a mountain. The Dead Sea is below sea level. He can see the smoke rising up. The book of Genesis says, like the smoke of a great furnace. And fireballs falling from heaven. And most most geologists who live in Israel, they believe it was a volcanic eruption. Now, a volcanic eruption is going to be what's going to devastate a third of the earth somewhere in the future it would be probably years from now but it would be in the future and here's what it says this is revelation chapter eight, nine, uh, eight through nine and the second angel sounded and it, as it were a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea and the third part of the sea became blood a third part of the creatures which were in the sea that had life died and here's the key and the third part of the ships were destroyed now how could a burning mountain destroy a third of the ships in the sea and I believe that this is not just when this mountain is burning, it breaks off into the ocean. And they've already predicted there's islands in the United, in, in the world where this could happen now. And it will send a tsunami wave and literally be so high that it will topple all the ships that are in the sea. And so when we read this, I want to talk to you about this for a moment. There are 1,500 active volcanoes worldwide. Now, when I say active, that means... They're not dormant. There's activity taking place uh, under them or has been some type of steam or something coming out of them. And sometimes there were eruptions. On the ocean floor, there are 500 that have erupted. Now, these are underwater volcanoes at some time or another. On, On December 2020, now this is just a few weeks ago in that month, there were 46 volcanoes being recorded erupting in some area. Now, when you think of an eruption, don't think of a Mount St. Helens or something from Hawaii. Sometimes it's just a little lava pouring down. Sometimes it's just some smoke coming up. Sometimes it's underneath the water. Now, if a volcano were to explode underwater, it creates an underwater earthquake, which we mentioned in a previous uh, update would create a tsunami. On the west coast of the United States... And for some reason, I'm getting, and I'm I'm, I'm very serious here, I'm getting a little bit of a burden or a little bit of a heaviness or a weight for the West Coast of the United States of some things I see prophetically and some things that I feel in my spirit at the same time. But on the West Coast, there is a a fault line. No, I'm sorry. There is a chain, I should say, an 800-mile chain from uh, Washington all the way down to Southern California where there are 13 volcanoes that are considered active volcanoes. That's on the West Coast. In Alaska, there are 130 volcanic fields, and then there are 40 active volcanoes. In other words, again, th- this means there's rumblings underneath. There's, there's sometimes an earthquake of a 1.5, 2.1 that's showing that something is happening underneath. That's what it means by active. So when we talk about volcanic eruptions, this is very, very important to understand this, that one of the end-time signs is going to be the sun be darkened, the moon turn to blood. And we've already had the blood moon cycle that I'm not going to preach about uh, during back-to-back Passover and Tabernacles two years in a row. That was several years ago. And many people did movies on that and books on that. So we won't rehash that but then it says the sun will be darkened. Now, we know the sun's not going to go dark in the, in the natural sense of walking outside. What happened to the sun? It blew up, burned up. But in a volcanic eruption, the ash covers the sky and blackens the sky. It looks like winter, to be honest with you. It's grayish, and all these flakes are coming down. And you can look at videos of people that have taken videos during a volcanic eruption. They weren't necessarily at the spot, but they were they were affected by the ash, and it darkens the sun. And so i believe that when I look at the order of this, as the Holy Spirit begins to be poured out, and listen to me carefully, I'm going to go ahead and predict this, and I can predict it from the Bible. I can predict it because we're not at the day of the Lord. This happens before the day of the Lord. I can predict it because the blood moons have happened. I can predict it because in reading the Scripture, and that's what I like to stick with, to be honest, is the Bible, that there's going to be this great outpouring of the Spirit. There are visions and dreams that that, that people are having, so all of this is beginning to take place so listen to me carefully you're going to see with your eyes on the news volcanic eruptions when you do please understand that is one of the signs before the great tribulation that the day of the lord is coming now again i want to say this to you because You know, I'll be honest with you. It would be a lot easier for me to come on. And we've done this and we will do this. We'll have some faith messages. We'll be doing messages on the Holy Spirit. We'll be doing, uh, you know, our manifest program has great teaching. A lot of it's from Israel. Some of it will be coming from the studio in the future. So all of this teaching of the word of god is out there but it's very important that you understand that we're not in darkness that the day overtakes us unaware that the book of revelation is the one book that you are blessed if you study it it's the one book that has a blessing on it so don't avoid it but when you read these things you got to be careful saying oh that's negative that's depressing me i don't want to hear it to me It excites me not that danger is out there or that danger could come. It excites me to say, oh my, we're the last generation. We are at, I could be alive at the return of the Lord. This thing is wrapping up. The kingdom of God is about to come to this earth. Jesus the Messiah is about to rule from Jerusalem. So therefore, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in him. He will prepare a place for you, then come and receive you unto himself where you can be with him. And then we're gonna rule and reign with Christ on earth according to the 20th chapter of Revelation, for a thousand years. And then there's a new heaven and new earth, and we come back to live on the new heaven and new earth for eternity. So any way you cut it, we don't lose. If we go to heaven today, we win. If we go in the rapture, we win. If we don't go for years and years and years and pass away, you know, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, we win. If you have a covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ and the term is born again, you believe in him and you're trusting him and you've repented of your sins and you're trying to follow him, you can't lose. There's no way you can lose. And so I don't want you to be in fear. But let me say this. I don't want you to be passive. Too many Christians are allowing themselves to just accept what's coming, to be passive and not fight back. It is time that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. It's time to raise up and speak up. I want to see more Christians speaking up boldly for what is right and what is true. They are trying every way to silence us. They are trying every way to shut us up. Guess what? You haven't been able to shut this book up since it was written. You had, you couldn't shut up Moses. And I'm not saying you, but I'm talking about people. Couldn't shut up Moses. Couldn't shut up Daniel. Couldn't shut up Jeremiah. This word is eternal. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word will not pass away. So quit trying to
0: fight it because it's going to crush you one day if you don't obey it and follow it. We'll be back with more of Perry Stone, And it's a very special broadcast, right after this message. Hello again, this is The Watchman. Please join us each week for an exciting and inspirational podcast dealing with angel encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. So tune in each week and share it with your friends. After all, they could use a little inspiration in their life, too. That's the Watchman on the Wall podcast, and now you can find us on YouTube. We return now with Perry Stone, speaking of a very special vision.
1: I have a very, very uh, important YouTube video that I want to share with you, so I want you to give me the next few moments of your undivided attention. At times, God will reveal things through men and women of God through what is called a vision. Not a dream, but a vision. And When you have a vision, you absolutely know it is an accurate uh, word from the Lord. And I'm going to give you a vision that happened in the month of September and also one that happened back in the 1990s, early 90s, that, that my father experienced, and we're going to put these two together and show you what we believe is very significant. The Bible says the Lord God does nothing except He first reveals it to His servants, the prophets. Now, there are people that are pastors, evangelists, uh, te- apostles, prophets, and teachers, but there are people that are in the fivefold ministry, that do hear from the Lord occasionally with a vision. Now, it doesn't mean that they're, quote-unquote, a prophet or a prophetess, but they do hear in visions. Billy Burke is a gentleman that we became acquainted with. We've known of him, but at the funeral of Pastor Hank Davis here in Cleveland, Tennessee, Marcus Lamb, our dear friend, was preaching that funeral uh, many, many weeks ago and billy had had an experience that was rather unique and i want to give it to you billy had come down with covid in the month of september and uh, he was of course sleeping on the couch separated from everyone and he got up in the night to go to the restroom as he was walking toward his restroom he suddenly said i found myself in a place that was not my house And as I'm walking, I'm looking down, and it looks like muddy, swampy water. And I'm thinking, okay, am I really having a dream? Did I really get up? Am I having a dream? But he said it was a vision. I was in another realm, another world, so to speak. And he said it looked like a very dark swamp. And he says, I'm trying to walk forward, move forward. Something is happening right in the peripheral vision. And he said, as I turned, I saw a demonic spirit, which would be considered a prince spirit, that was very tall and very, very large and tall and one beside it that was half its size. And he said, I became so fearful and I've experienced this just a few times in my life. And it's very fearful when you see these things. It really is. And he said, I became very fearful and I wanted to try to hide. And I actually looked for a place to hide. And he said, the Lord saw me doing this and said, Billy, do not be afraid. They do not know that you can see them. But I want you to hear what they're talking about. And Billy at that time said, I just kind of covered down and listened. And the large one made a statement to the small one and said, we have now received our new assignment. The small one then replied back and said, what is it? And I want you to listen to this. And the large prince demon said, We are going to take out the leaders. Our assignment will be to take out the leaders. The smaller one said, When does it begin? The larger one replied, Immediately. The smaller one said, Do you have names? And the big one said, The list is being made. And you will see it. Then he said to the smaller prince, Do not do anything till you get the orders from me. Now, I want to go back to in the 1990s. Now, what I'm about to tell you, people have heard me share for years. But I want to show you something that connects to the Daystar television network back in the day when it was in its earlier stages. My father, in the 1990s, had a vision exactly like Billy saw. Billy had never heard my dad's vision. And when I told Rhonda Davis, Hank Davis's wife, she called Billy... And Billy said, Dear God, it sounds exactly like what I saw. My dad wrote this down on a piece of paper. Now I was going to show you the paper, but there's some parts on there that I wouldn't want you to see publicly. And, I did, and actually, I, I had the, the papers in a file cabinet. I didn't want to take the time to do it. I wanted to go ahead and get this out while we were doing a lot of taping. My dad saw many years ago me preaching. And my back was to him and I was facing like I was preaching. I was, you know, <laughs> using my hands a lot. And he said there was a very tall spirit that was a principality and a spirit half its size. Now, before I tell you that, the same story is being told me in the 80s from a woman in Romania. No, I'm sorry, uh, Yeah, Romania. Charlie Ellis was with me on the trip. And so this, this type of warfare has been going on into the 80s. And I won't go into the Romanian lady, but because that was totally personal, but this was this was this was uh connected here. And the large spirit was railing on the half-sized one saying, why did you let him get this information? Why did you, I told you to stop him? Now dad's hearing this. He wrote all this down. He showed me the paper in the 90s. And the little one said, I tried to stop him, I tried to block him, I tried to hinder him, I tried to do all kinds of things, but he kept escaping. I don't know how he got it. And the older, the taller principality said, if he starts using this this to expose me, I'll go after him myself. And, and listen, I've told this for years. I've told this back in the 90s, but listen to the rest of it. My dad did not know, but at that time I had been working on a message. I have a lot of Muslim friends, and I started asking my Muslim friends, tell me about the Mahadi, the last leader of Islam that's supposed to appear with Isaiah ben Mary and with Jesus at the end of days. And they start telling me, well, he'll come on a white horse. He'll have a peace treaty for seven years. If people don't follow him, you know, him and Jesus will be, will, you know, uh, they'll be slain. I said, how do you kill him? He said, well, mostly by beheading. I mean, literally, I had people telling me the very things that are alluded to in the book of Revelation about the last dictator called the Antichrist that were so parallel to what was happening in the Middle East with some especially radical Islam. And I was like real concerned about this. I said, nobody knows this. I've never heard this taught. So what I did, I began to do the research with my my friends and my Islamic friends who would give me. And I I met with I met with imams and Muslim imams in Jerusalem. This is how how important I thought this word was. And I began to tie it into the Bible in the book of Revelation and look at these two. And this was something that at that time I can remember In that day, when I I started sharing this publicly at, at international prophecy conferences, nobody believed it. Who is this young guy on the block? In fact, one of my very dear friends, I won't name him. He was a great prophecy TV preacher. He says, there's some young preachers out there that's beginning to preach a different theory about the Antichrist. I believe he's a Jew from the tribe of Danny. You know, he went into that, which was the traditional thinking back then. And I thought, oh, I think he's talking about me. But anyway, I wrote a book on it. Now... The week that dad had the vision, there were three things that happened. One of them could have taken the life of my wife and I. Same week. Later on, I was invited on the Daystar Network. And this is when, after a long period of time, I had perfected what I believe the, this theory to share it with people. I'm leaning over at a table and there are lights. See, I have studio lights, but thankfully they're not on my head. And there was a light right above me and I'm writing and I got up and I said, man, my back. And I got up to stretch. And when I got up, the light fixture metal fell out from the ceiling, from that rod, from the rod it was supposed to be connected to. All of them were supposed to be held up by chains or, or, or wiring where this won't happen. And it went kaboom and it crashed on the table, left a huge dent on the table. And in my head would have been right here. And the guy said, if that would have hit you on the head, it would have killed you or split your skull wide open. I thought, whoa, boy. Now, what was I writing about? I was getting ready to preach for the first time on global television the theory that I just told you about on the Daystar Network. And I remember then the same night that I was sharing this information with people that the, in the middle of it, and Joni will remember this. I was talking about this on the phone, and she says, you know what, I think I do remember that. And Joni remembers that the power went out in the whole studio. There was not a lightning storm, thunderstorm, or any kind of storm outside. And what was weird is... That In those studio days, they didn't have all the rooms they've got today in that beautiful four-story building. This was the older studio. And in order to get to the power for the whole studio, you had to go past the men who were producing the studio, um, producing the program. Well, they're all frantically saying, what happened, what happened? So they finally go inside the room where the power is, and someone had physically cut the power off. Now, it wasn't a breaker. It wasn't some little breaker. It was the actual power. And they said, whoa. Nobody came in here to did this. How did that happen? And they'd run these programs so many times and they hadn't had, the storms are different. There was no storm. Those two things happened that one night. I uh, I actually taught some things at one of our recent services. Now this is weeks and weeks ago and God gave me three things and I shared this this many weeks ago that the spirit world was going to do to try to fulfill this word that Billy Burke saw from this demon in September, our new assignment is to take out the leaders. Number one is sickness and disease. You know this and I know this, that one denomination's had 400 preachers die of COVID. Uh, there, There is a lot of sickness and there's a lot of disease. There's people that have come down with cancer, sickness, and disease. And it seems to be taking the lives of many people who are leaders in the body of Christ. And and I'm not going to get into the theology of why does this happen? Why does the Lord let that happen? Why Why did James get beheaded but Peter gets spared? That's not what this program is about. It's to give you something that you need to know. The second attack, and the Lord said, will be through depression causing people to want to quit. You know, there are times that pastors and ministers have to deal with so many disgruntled, negative, hateful people. I don't even know that they're saved, honestly. That they get discouraged and say, you know what? This is not worth it. Dealing with why, dealing with these people is not worth it. And had they been Moses and God had offered to slay Israel and raise up a nation through Moses, they would say, do it, Lord. I don't want to mess with these people. Moses wouldn't do that. He said, well, Lord, if you take the, kill them, kill me too, you know. Meekest man in the earth. But depression, discouragement is going to be a battle. It's, it's a battle I've had to fight for years, years off and on from the beginning of my ministry. Uh, and I've shared that with people again for years. The third attack is found in Revelation 12. And this is evident today more than ever before across the United States with churches, pastors, ministries. Slander and accusation. If you will go to Revelation 12, and I've taught this, I may have even taught it on YouTube a long time ago. I know I've taught it on Manifest, but uh, I started teaching this in about 1994, 95. That in Revelation chapter 12, there's four things that Satan, the dragon, does to the woman, the man child. Number one, he tries to kill the seed right after it's born, the promise from, you know, fulfillment coming to pass, puts her in the wilderness, puts her under persecution, and the very last fourth attack, the final attack, right before Satan gets completely cast out of heaven, is it mentions him as being the accuser of the brethren before God day and night. Now, how does Satan accuse you? Well, when he sees you do something evil or some in the kingdom of darkness, that becomes the accusation. However, he also uses people on earth to try to attack you after you've long been forgiven of your sins and whatever you've done wrong, but yet people continue to try to pull out from under the blood what's been covered. That is part of what you, you see happening in the time of the end. Now, having said that, I want you to understand something. What we have to do is go back to and remind the kingdom of darkness that Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary spoiled principalities and powers made a show of them openly, and triumphed, triumphed over them in it. We have to go back to the blood of Jesus, the forgiveness of Jesus, the stripes of Jesus to fight this thing. And how do I know that? Because in Revelation 12, it says they overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony so we have to confess with our mouth and and pray the power of the blood satan the blood is against you remind him of that and the second thing is the word of our testimony uh, this is something and i think it comes from the dna of, of the family maybe my maybe more on dad's side of the family of of uh, a lot of them fought uh Breakdowns and depression over the years. But one of my things is uh, the I have a problem and my wife rebukes me all the time of holding fast my confession of faith when it comes to me. I can hold it fast for everybody else. I can believe you for a... I can believe with you for a miracle. My dad could do the same thing. I mean, I can believe for you to receive the Holy Spirit if you've never received it. I can believe that when I'm under the anointing, especially. But I have a hard time believing for Perry Stone. Let me just be honest with you. But God has really rebuked me through my wife and said, you have got to watch your mouth. You've got to watch your confession. And God woke her up at three in the morning, got her out of her chair. She's, you know, hurt her arm so she can't sleep in the bed. She has to sleep in a chair. It's getting better, praise God. And she gave me a word from the Lord and the Lord really rebuked me through her about my confession. So we've got to hold fast what the Lord has told us in the Bible. We've got to confess the blood of Jesus Christ and hold fast the profession of our faith. And then... I think I think number three is important. I am beginning to pray. And I'm asking my partners to pray. And you need to pray this for your for yourself. There's one third of the angels that fell, which means there's two thirds that didn't, and we've got more force than against us. I believe we need to begin to pray for warring angels to go to battle on our behalf. Michael and his angels are going to cast the devil out of heaven with his angels one day. And I'm asking God to send his fighting prince and warring angels against those attacks that would come from Satan, against those prince spirits. I can't, you know, I'm a human being. These these spirits have been around for thousands of years. They have a lot more experience than I do in anything. But we do have the weapons of the warfare. I want to share that with you. I want you to pass this dream along to spiritually minded people, not crazy people, not people that's going to mock the things of the spirit of God. Because God said in the last days, sons and daughters prophesied there'll be visions and dreams. And I want to thank Brother Billy for sharing it with me. I hope you've received it, not in fear, but in faith of taking these things and using our mouth and our heart and our faith to overcome the powers of the enemy. I want to say this. We are going to go through battles at the end time. Every one of you are. And he that can endure to the end is going to be saved. That's what you're going to have to do. Make up your mind, I'm going to stand no matter what. I'm not going to let everything offend me. I'm not going to let everything somebody says hurt me. I'm going to stand strong. And God is going to fight the battle. In Jesus' name.
0: Hello again. This is The Watchman. Please join us on our new video channel called Encounters from Beyond the Veil. It's the same exciting content as our audio podcast, but in a shorter, but yet a video format. Also, please subscribe so you won't miss any of our episodes. That's Encounters from Beyond the Veil, exclusively found on YouTube.